Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Director for the cheerleaders asked nine of the 13, 36 cheerleaders to go out with sponsors that night. Said that they were handpicked by these sponsors to basically um, go out to the mm-hmm. nightclub and entertain them at the nightclub. A woman affiliated with the with the team who was a former cheerleader was encouraging these women to flirt and to drink alcohol with the sponsors, and that's where uh, many of these cheerleaders decided that they didn't want to come back as Redskins cheerleaders anymore. Montana. Looking, looking, throwing in the end zone. Dwight Clark. It's a madhouse at Candlestick. Hey, Vinny Scully calling that uh, touchdown, the catch, yeah. uh, Dwight Clark. You know why we have those two things together today? Why? Because the cheerleading thing represents the worst that the NFL has to offer. Mm-hmm. And what happened with Dwight Clark uh, a few uh, uh, recently, and Sports Illustrated has a story on this, and his old 49ers teammates is about the best uh, that the NFL has to offer. First of all, New York Times today, Juliet, and I'm not sure if it's Masur or McCurr, uh, and she's a great writer, and I yeah. should have—I've never met her. She's done some fantastic stuff, and that was her on, on the soundbite yes. with uh, Bob and Lee that, and outside and the lines today. And that's the whole. She's done a bunch of stuff on the way cheerleaders are exploited in the NFL. Uh, you, you get the job, and then you're... Uh, uh, but the Washington Redskins uh, apparently took it to a new height. In 2013, they took their cheerleading squad to Costa Rica. Costa Rica. To yeah. an adults-only Occidental Grand Resort... And they took them there, and for going there, Costa they received bleeping Rica. Yes. Costa Rica has a reputation for being rather soft on promiscuity, you know. Romance. Like, well, that's, uh, you know, sometimes not fully aged romance. I uh, see. I, mean, okay, I only okay. know this by hearsay, okay? Yep. But some of the cheerleaders said they were re- they they went down there for allegedly for a photo shoot, right? Uh for the Redskins, uh they some of them were required to be topless during the photo shoot, others just wore body paint paint which might not have sounded so bad uh, if it was just the photographers, but they invited leering sponsors oh. to sit there and watch the uh, naked gals. Uh, they brought a bunch of sponsors, sweet holders from FedEx. They flew them down there. Then they had a, a party for them. 
And nine of the cheerleaders were apparently told by the cheerleading supervisor, whosoever was in charge, the coach, that uh, they were uh, they were supposed to go to a party where these guys were at. Uh, their participation did not involve sex, the cheerleaders said, but they felt as if the arra- arrangement amounted to pimpiness out. Read this story, and here's what's disgusting. Uh, the NFL... Uh, I got to find the exact wording here. The NFL now in the Me Too generation. Okay, you got this going on with the cheerleaders, and it's probably happening all over. A spokesman for the NFL said the league office quote has no role in how the clubs which have cheerleaders utilize them. Well, maybe you ought to set some kind of a standard, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rather than uh, you know you're making in in this generation you're going to. Uh, Say, yeah, sure, fly your cheerleaders to some foreign country and have a bunch of old perverts sitting there watching them take nude photos. Do you Unbelievable. Do you think that this might be the beginning of the end of Daniel Snyder owning the team? Because, you know, forever he's been, in, they've been begging him to change the name of yeah. the franchise. Well, and in 99, they said he basically came in and when he took over they changed what the Redskins cheerleaders he said they basically turned them into pole dancers somebody said right and uh you know really risque and upgraded it to be cowboy like you know but uh it's but you know could I thought you were going to say could this be the end of NFL cheerleading the way they the way they well uh, I know a lot of the team the way they exploit these uh, women there's been teams already that have that have gone through this the past couple of years that have just said we're not going to do this yeah there's stories on virtually happening Mm -hmm. all over the country the way they exploit them yeah have we we heard from Daniel Snyder yet do we has Uh, he he released a statement I don't believe uh, I'm sure he'll release a statement now the other side of this read that in the New York Times today by the way Uh, you can find it on the website it's it'll make you puke about the NHL. Uh, NFL. NFL, excuse me. What'd they say? NHL. NHL. Well, that's, you know, they got, they got, they got Chris Long in here defending Tom Wilson from getting suspended. The guy launched his shoulder into the guy's head. No, their shoulders just hit and it moved up his body. Okay, fine. Anyway, the 40, you know, Dwight Clark has ALS, right? Yep. In... Uh, late April, a couple of months ago, Eddie D. Bartolo, who's got a ranch, big ranch in Montana, mm-hmm. sent out uh, invitations to uh, basically all his teammates who were still around and uh, Dwight Clark. And they flew him in and late April had a fantastic turnout of, uh, of players, 27, 28 uh, uh, players showed up and had a, a great weekend. Now, Eddie... They had had a day for him last fall in uh, San Francisco, but apparently he had deteriorated, uh, as you do with ALS, uh, extremely severely uh, to the point he was just gaunt and had lost like 80 pounds. But 27 uh, 49ers, coaches, staffers, and teammates showed up in Whitefish, Montana on April 22nd and hung out with uh, Dwight Clark for three days and... uh, and uh, it started off as a as a sad event, but it turned it in turned into storytelling. Sure. And uh, Sports Illustrated, uh, Chris Ballard has a uh, fantastic long piece called what? "The Last Huddle." It's about basically these players coming, 
And even though you spend the whole weekend there with them, and you're laughing, but what you're also knowing is this is the last this time. This is the last time you're going to see him. Yeah, yeah. Was he he, Montana were the tightest. Of tightest was he one of the really first, really respected and successful player turned front office people in in the NFL? Because he's the first one that I can remember. Uh, well, he did. I, 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 I'd have to go back in ancient sure. times. I don't. George Hallis was a player. Well, that's true. Yeah, that's true. 1920s. <laughs> but he did. I mean, he was almost a better front office person. And he was a really good tight end, but he was almost... A receiver, wide receiver. A re- wide receiver, but he was almost a better uh, member of the front office than he mm-hmm. was as a player. Well, it's, uh, it's now, of course, uh, a lot of people wonder if there's a link between ALS and uh, football because football. Uh, there's been, you know. Quite a few. We had Orlando Thomas, right? Yeah, and, that's uh, right. Wally Hilligenberg. Yeah. And there's been a, there's been a few uh, Vikings uh, die of it, uh, die of it uh, also. So, uh, but anyway, it's a, it's a great piece. The last huddle, it's on uh, SI. You can find that. Uh, so you had the good and the bad of uh, the NFL today. The uh, exploitation of cheerleaders. And here gross, comes Vegas. In a grotesque fashion. Yeah, the cheerleaders for Las Vegas, we might. Uh, you know what? You don't need cheerleaders at Las Vegas. No, you're good. The competition is too tough. Right. You know, what are the cheerleaders? How are the cheerleaders going to titillate, as they say, right? That's an interesting choice of words. Well, that's what you do. That's true. That's what you do. I'm just trying to use the English language. I know. That's all. You're very good at that. That's right. Except when I'm saying ophthalmologist. Then I got a problem. Patrick, are the cheerleaders making real money now? No, they pay them a hundred bucks or something. They're still way underpaid. No, they don't pay them anything. They basically... You made it, and you can now go out and represent us for free at fan events and have a bunch of 37-year-old porn freaks who uh, love the Vikings show up and glare at you. The NFL got called out on this, what, five years or more ago, right? it's been going on for a while. And they still haven't come around. This billion-dollar industry, man. We have nothing to do with it. Uh, We let them them run their own cheerleaders, so... The Packers don't have them, you know. Neither the do Packers. the Steelers, right? The Steelers yeah. don't have them either. No. I think the Packers tried it for about three day, three years and didn't work out too well. Go ahead, Kenny. No, I'm not. Okay. No, no, we're not. I'm not doing this that. is a serious That's conversation. True. All right. We shall be back. circle wow how uh, many days did miguel wait to hit his first one uh, probably not that too was long. when i came got on july 2nd is uh, when he, he got called up and pat looking at the video of his first major league home run and just seeing the way he was built then that's now, the uh, point i was just gonna unbelievable make. that is just the point i was gonna make i wanted oh. to write a column for tomorrow on miguel and what can be done here? What you know, you can't write this off. This is this is the guy we. Well, Judd and I had this discussion last night. This, if it doesn't turn out, I think could be the biggest bust in the history of Minnesota professional sports. I can't mm. think of anybody who was this anticipated okay. and gave us this much hope, immediate, beyond hope, certainty. Sure. It was. It wasn't hope. It was certainty. Yeah, I can't think of anybody who would top this because we knew he was going to be the cornerstone of the franchise. So now, 
And I didn't want it to be a hatchet job. I wanted it to be, what can we do here? What can be done to, to rescue this? And I talked to a couple of people last night who know him well. And, uh, but I, so now I go on the internet and look about at 2015 and I ran across the Parker Hageman was, they were doing a thing on the, all those Twins Daily guys mm-hmm. used to be in the Star Tribune at Twin Centric or Twin Centric. Mm-hmm. And Parker Hageman had a video that appeared, it, it, the timestamp on it on the internet was like 12.35 a.m. on September 3rd. So from July 2 to September 2, that's two months, his first two months, he played in 50 of their 51 games, I think, or 51 of 52. Numbers were off this world, including 405 on base and 650 slugging or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was striking out, but, you know, not, but so, the but the video is, it, it makes you sad when you see what he looked like. Yeah. You know, he was probably 260 then, mm-hmm. but 260... But he was a he solid gained, 260. He, was a, he looked like an athlete. He looked like a baseball He still looked like a baseball player. And, and you know, and the swing was just, yeah. you know, it's, the bat was down here. The bat wasn't up here where he's carrying it all the time. It doesn't do much good on radio. But the bat was down here. The head was on top of the, you know, on the head was in a position to hit. Not, wasn't flying out. And and he was quick. I mean, you tried to beat him inside. He was quick. Those hands were were quick. And uh, now you could still strike him out with a high fastball if he had a lot of juice on it. And but remember how he'd get himself in hitting counts too. You know, he wouldn't chase the pitch well, off the plate. And that's and where I was going to interject. His pitch recognition was. That's what everybody was talking because about. Because when yeah. he was brought in in 2015, I mean, Tory. It was Tory's last year or his yeah. first year back and. There was just this sense of of energy and excitement that we were all okay. This is what we were waiting for, yeah. and that's what this current club is desperately in, in search of right and now. And he came out of Double A. You yeah. know, he played sixty six games. He he missed the entire season before. He came out and he played sixty six number games in Chattanooga, and I remember talking to, I think was Dougie manager. Yeah, it was Minkavich, and he was bored. You know, he was his numbers weren't huge. He was bored. He wanted to be in the big leagues, yeah. and he knew he belonged in the big leagues. And they called him up, and we ended up voting him the team MVP. But what's uh, ironic? Now I don't want to use the word ironic. What's quite a coincidence is the day that Parker's uh, analysis of where his power, you know, how he was becoming such a instant sensation appeared was when he he didn't play that day he batted once and then he played the rest of the year but that's when he started striking out and uh and he was and i believed the theory that that he was getting anxious you know he wanted okay i already got 18 home runs i want to get 25 and 26 you know what pat or, now that you 20, however many he had 25 or 24 now that you mentioned that too you wonder at least i do anyway as you were saying that Sending him down, it it might not be the correct method because here here's what I'm going to get at. 
unless he figures it out and realizes he cannot play at that weight to be successful in the big leagues, he can still play at that weight at triple yeah, A, double well, A, single A, and dominate. That's going to be the I problem. People I talked to last night say tough love is not going to work. He's a yeah. He's a deep behind it all. He's an insecure kid in a lot of areas. He's had. He's had people take advantage of him. He doesn't trust a lot of people, and mm-hmm. he's got to believe. This is I don't, know, I'm not, I don't know him well enough to say this, but people told me he's got to believe that you believe in him. If if you if he mm-hmm. thinks you don't believe in him, and if he then he doesn't think he can trust you, and then so the hard nosed approach, uh, which I was recommending, is. Is, is is not the answer. You know either. what? I don't know what the answer. That is. reminds me yeah. of Randy. Randy was the same way. He didn't trust people. You but know, Randy was, but Randy performed. And not only did Randy perform, but he also prepared. And he, yeah, yeah. Know. Well, Randy had a. Randy came from a situation where there were certain people mom didn't like. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, she kind of passed it along to him. But uh, Miguel is. What I was also told, and I've been told this 50 times, he loves baseball. He loves the clubhouse. He loves it when the doors open. He loves the guys. He's a big, big, even when things aren't going, he's a big, gregarious teammate. Now, when the clubhouse door opens and the media starts wandering around, he generally disappears. But uh, uh, because I think he feels like the media can't be trusted. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, but he'll come to his locker and he'll lance, but he'll but he doesn't he doesn't want to do that. But when the doors closed, he's everybody enjoys him, and he enjoys everybody, and he loves that atmosphere, and he loves baseball. But I think I don't think he has a I don't think he has the ability of focus. You know, I think it's okay. I'm going to do this, and then you know I'm going to get in shape i'm gonna you know i'm gonna do this and then 15 minutes later he's got a better somebody makes him a better offer mm-hmm. you know and uh so then he's, what he's going to new york he spends a month in new york and he's got buddies in new york and he spends a couple months in the dominican he's got buddies there he you know, comes to fort myers he's got buddies in fort myers and uh so it's going to have to be Tory. I, I don't know. Nah, I don't think he just has a lot of different people just telling gained, him a lot of different things. He think? gained. I, uh, I think he's. Hey, come on, let's go out. You know. Yeah. But uh, he, uh, you know, he. The reason these guys, is, in my opinion, the reason they put him in right field was that uh, they thought that he would then lose some weight if he knew he had to play right field because he went from two fifty eight to two seventy. DH and that's mm-hmm. they were going to cut it off at the pass and obviously he's if, if you look at that video I recommend at the end of my column don't look at it it'll make you yeah it'll make you weep because I looked at it it will make you the, weep the video of his first home run and I'm like it doesn't even look like the same guy no, no. does not even look like the I same mean, I player. would think can you I I couldn't think of anything more helpful they could do to them as say Miguel come in here I want to show you something. I want to show you how you looked on August 1st, 2015, when you hit yeah. this 430-foot home run. You know, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but it would be a, a shame because the kid doesn't have anything else in his life, and the money that he got is not exactly set him up for life, from what I understand. So uh, it would be it would be great if uh, if he could if the 
if the alarm would go off, but I don't know. Right now, it doesn't look too good. We'll be back. Hey, Norm Clark, who's uh, the Mr. Nightlife in Las Vegas, will be with us uh, when uh, about uh, 440 or so. Fats Domino, he could make a comeback as a uh, as a Friday musical guest uh, one of these uh, weeks. Uh, you get hard to beat. What's up there, Johnny Hyde? Uh, well, this update sponsored by Indeed. Are you hiring with Indeed? You can post a job in minutes, set up screener questions, then zero in on qualified candidates in an online dashboard. Get started at Indeed.com slash hire. Uh, Twins in Chicago tonight. Uh, in Chicago, Jake Odorizzi pitching for Minnesota. Ronaldo Lopez goes for the White Sox. Uh, Ronaldo's 0-2 on the season, but his ERA is below 2. Might rain, huh? Yep. Uh, guaranteed rate field is currently has the tarp out there, is from what from my sources are telling me. Uh, it looks Boy, like it would be the nation would be heartbroken <laughs> if these two juggernauts got rained out. Had to play a doubleheader, <laughs> all sixty two hundred people. <laughs> we had somebody in the hallway earlier who's going back to Chicago to watch this series this mm-hmm. weekend. It's supposed to be fifty eight degrees there. I said you have Ooh. fun at oh. seventy seven here yeah. <laughs> over the weekend. Uh, it looks like Irv Santana will be back a little later than we originally expected. Uh, Twins manager Paul Molitor uh, saying hell, today, let's go. what? what? <laughs> Apparently, he just started throwing and they have to, uh, you know. Yeah. Get his arm uh, back mm. into shape. He won't be back until early June, it looks like, in the twin starting rotation. They say he can't throw the slide ball for still a while because of the finger. Yeah. Originally, they thought he'd be back by early May. Uh, games today, Atlanta completes their sweep of the Mets, 11 to nothing of the final. Boy, that Met phenomenon uh, ended in a hurry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the Braves are playing only, pretty well. Only a game and a half back. Mm. Uh, Julio Teheran had uh, seven hit, he, no hit innings good. today. Mm-hmm. In that ball game, Washington beat the Pirates three to one. The Yankees uh, just finished beating the Astros six to five. Yankees had to score three in the top of the ninth to win that one. Ooh, who yep. uh, can? Uh, what you did? Uh, what you call it? Kick Giles? Giles no, kick it up. He did no. not. Pitch. No, it wasn't that's, me. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the first thing I did was go check the box score to see if he punched himself again. Did mm-hmm. you guys see that? Yes, video? I did. What an idiot! Punching him, Kenny is looking at me quizzically. He walked off the mound, Kenny, after giving up the lead and hit himself. Mm-hmm. Punched himself. I do that every single day on <laughs> the way home. Afterwards. Every day. Man, when you think of that one-liner that you didn't use that uh, was similar to constipation. Boom! Right? Smack <laughs> myself right in the face. Yeah. <laughs> I deserve it. Cleveland and Toronto are tied at 7 in the 6th. Kansas City leads Detroit 10-6. to six, And uh, Arizona and the Dodgers tied at 1 in the 6th inning. I'm like that. You know, I file a column and suddenly out at 3 a.m. I'll think of a better cheap shot and it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> so irritating. <laughs> Drives me crazy. You get up and do your business and say, damn it, why did I use that? That would have made him even matter. <laughs> Every radio guy does that, right? Yes. They have to. You think of yeah. a line five hours later yes, that yes. you wish you'd have said. Or sometimes you go, God, I can't believe I said that on the radio. <laughs> uh, the Mariners announced today future Hall of Famer Ichiro Suzuki is moving to yep. the front office. In other words, he's, they uh, they needed the roster spot. They said, yep. each, each, thanks for your two months, but it's uh, not going to work. She's over. He'll be a special assistant to the chairman. Uh, the release press release doesn't formally declare he's retiring, but the team says... Uh, this precludes him from returning to the active roster. In they'll put him on the, uh, if they're home and they're out of the race at the end of the year, yep. they'll put him on the roster and have each day and have him play or get in a bat or something. 
Jason Zucker, one of three finalists for the King Clancy Memorial Trophy. That uh, trophy goes to the NHL player who best exemplifies leadership qualities. He's not winning it. They got the Sedin brothers nominated, Mm -hmm. and this is their last season. That's tough competition, right? Mm. Yes. Uh, It goes to the... uh, a person who best exemplifies leadership qualities on and off the ice has made a noteworthy... Doesn't count the playoffs, huh? Okay. Humanitarian <laughs> contribution <laughs> in the community. Wow. Uh, the other two award finalists, Sapika of Nashville, and uh, as see, Patrick said... See, that. I didn't have to wait till the middle of the morning to think of that cheap shot. I came right to me, so it's good. Are both the Sedin brothers, are they both hanging they're it both up? Every yeah, yeah wow. they do everything. There's, there's a strange relationship. They've been on the, like the two. same line yes, together yes. forever. Yeah, that's yeah, weird. Sir. Like one year, one brothers. guy was the leading scorer, and the next year, the other guy was the leading scorer in the league and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. Trying to listen to the song! <laughs> 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 I ran across that movie again the other day and had to watch about 20 oh, minutes. Oh, God, it's that. great. Yeah. The IIHF. Old time hockey! <laughs> this machine stole my bleeping quarter. Yeah. <laughs> who's the character act? Struther, is that Struther? No, that's no. Who's the, who's the old, who's the guy who's the running the team? He's one of the great character actors of all time. The old guy, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. God, he's funny. The IIHF World Championship starts Friday in Denmark. Uh, there's some wild players in it, and Minnesotans too. Uh, Mikhail Grandland will captain Team Finland. Winger Nino Niederreiter will skate for Switzerland. And the prospect Kirill Kaprizov is on Russia's roster. And Team USA has four players from Minnesota. Detroit defenseman Nick Jensen, Rangers defenseman Neil Pionk, Islanders winger Anders Lee, and Canadians goalie Charlie Lindgren. That's enough, Johnny. Thank you. Uh, Norm Clark coming up. Norm Clark has covered uh, nightlife in Vegas for two decades, and uh, we finally have a real pro sports team in Las Vegas, the start of a wave of real pro sports teams. What kind of an impact are the Golden Knights making in that town, sir? Well, hello, Patrick. Hello, it's always Norm. great to chat with you. Yes, sir. Um, I, I think they, uh, the Golden Knights have far exceeded what anyone imagined. I think that the, uh, at the, uh, at, at best they were hoping that they could, uh, that they had a three year, um, lead on the, uh, on the Raiders and they could get a, a real foothold and all. Um, I don't think anybody would have <laughs> ever predicted what, what has happened. The town has gone absolutely gaga. Uh, we got sellout crowds. Their their tickets now are the highest priced uh, uh, playoff tickets. I think by probably over a hundred dollars <laughs> than most other places. That's Vegas, of course. Yeah. And um, nothing's cheap anymore. <laughs> uh, no deals here anymore. I'm afraid. Um, but no, it's uh, it's just uh, it, it, it it it's really you know one of the things it goes back to is that. UNLV yes, right. fell so fast, yeah, and the city just really didn't have a, a team to rally around. And we got over two million people, yeah, and a lot of them were from other parts of the country. And um, the one thing I have found over the years, and I'm sure you've seen it as well, you can move somebody uh, from Pittsburgh to the Twin Cities. And they'll still they'll still go out and watch the the wild and maybe cheer for their their uh, their uh, their team. But I mean the point is they'll pay. They'll, they're they're fans. They mm-hmm. will they will show up and fill a seat. And uh, 
Uh, we've certainly seen that here. Oh we've, yeah, I uh, saw that. I saw that when Edmonton showed up, they basically the entire city invaded Vegas, even if they weren't going to the hockey game. Right. Yeah, that's right. And and you know the other thing, I'll throw this out there real quick. One of the things that I think is really brilliant is that the uh, uh, league is uh, the uh, NFL and uh, NHL are talking about trying. Or the uh, I know that the Las Vegas visitors and and convention authority are talking with both leagues saying why don't we if the buffalo sabers are coming in why don't we match them up on a weekend when the buffalo bills are playing and that way you have the fans come in see hockey Ooh, that'd be on great friday mm-hmm. night and then you then they're here for a couple days and and um see the game. I am not sure what kind of condition they're going to be in by Sunday. Especially if it's a Sunday night game. Hey, Norm, now here's the question. If if there's a night's game down, I mean, first of all, are the casinos buying tickets and giving them to their customers and they're going to hockey games or oh, do they absolutely. got suites oh, or is yeah. that what's there's going on? There's unprecedented uh, cooperation and I mean, there, uh, it's still this town still runs around what a, what the high rollers want, yep. and they 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 get taken care of. Okay, so uh, I, I so the you know uh, whichever one of them, the Mirage or somebody's got uh, got a suite there at the hockey game, and if and if you're in town and want to go to the hockey game, that's fine. But okay, well now when these playoff games are going on, this town is never going to stand still. But if you go into the sports books, they got people in there cheering for the Knights. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, well, they're they're cheering when I, whatever team t- they, they bet the on. on <laughs> yeah. <for sure>. yeah. <laughs> but how about now? Who's going beyond those the high rollers? Okay, is what we have in Minnesota here are the suburban families with two kids. Uh, going to the games? Are you getting those in Vegas? Well, you know, I know that we've had conversations before, and and I've said that the uh, the knock on uh, we always thought the knock on Las Vegas would be that it's a a very unusual situation. We have a three shift city. Yes, and that we didn't think the, the some people put forth the uh, the idea that um, that Las Vegas would never be able to get with that other third split off sure they would never be able to get the dad who could the night shift dad who could take his kid or kids yep. to the game well i don't know i don't know uh, Who's how that's work, working huh? out but uh <laughs> those kids are coming with somebody because we uh they're every night they're showing uh the video screens with uh, three kids uh from all ages and um it's just been uh it's been mind-blowing to see uh, the reaction. Hey, Norm, uh, two million people in town. How many uh, have jobs based on being involved in the, in, the, in, the, in the casino and the gambling and the entertainment industry? And how many guys are just going to work at some office someplace? Patrick, and, I wish I knew that, uh, those sort of demographics. Um, I, I have to, you know, I have to believe it's a pretty... It's a pretty good number, but I don't think it's as high as you would think. Uh, I mean, I don't think it's, I don't think it's, uh, uh, you know, up in the stratospheric numbers. Yeah, I think the people in, uh, I mean, people, most people think that that's all Vegas has, but you got two million people, you got suburbs, you got, you got regular, right. regular folk. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay, what is the, uh, uh, you think? 
Uh, you know, the NBA's got to be eating its heart out to see the NHL getting this kind of response in Las Vegas, uh, the NFL coming to town. Do you, th- do you think sports is going to help the you know by the number of people that they bring in on a weekend it's going to oh. increase the number of people coming if, to if, town if if you mean by sports is hockey's um how hockey is done here is going to accelerate the arrival of the nba my answer is absolutely yes i don't think there's any question we you know we already know the raiders are coming in here in in a year and a half and um so um um, My, I, I, NBA might even be here before. The, well, yeah. they won't be here before the Raiders, but they might be here simultaneously. They've got the women's uh, the uh, WNBA. WNBA yeah, team. where are they going to play? They're going to play at Mandalay Bay. Okay, and um, I, I've always thought from the minute I heard that they were coming that that this was the deal that the uh, NBA made with. Uh, with the uh, uh, MGM people, that okay. we would really like to have a practice team. You know, okay. a um, see how not, it works. Yes, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. a um, um, rehearsal sort of thing. <laughs> hey, uh, Norm, uh, what? Uh, where is the arena? In uh, you know, how far from the strip? It's right on the strip. Oh, it's really? Right between um, it's right between New York, New York, and. Um, Oh gosh, Monte Carlo. Oh, okay. They're calling so it. The in, park so now. what did we knock down then? Uh, nothing. There okay. was some space really? in there, if I remember right. Uh-huh. Yeah. They, okay. They, so I haven't location. been out for about seven or eight years. Would I recognize the place? Yeah, yeah, you still would. Uh, there's definitely. I mean, we haven't had a lot of new casinos go up, but we've think we've got. I'll tell you what. Another seven or eight years, you might not recognize <laughs> it because the uh, the Venetian uh, people, Adelson wants to. They want to put up a big concert place, um, uh, eighteen thousand, sixteen thousand um, arena, and then uh, there's another place over here on the uh, right on the strip as well that claimed that they can make it without a. Um, a pro sports team just on booking, um, mm-hmm. um, you know, entertainment acts. And so um, I think it's going to probably be some question. So are these hockey players, our guy, Eric Halla and some of the, are they heroes in town? Do they, if they, if they show up for dinner, everybody, are they getting applause or what's uh, going on? You know, I, 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 I used to, when I was doing the column uh, six, yeah. seven days a week, I used to get sightings like that. I'm I'm sure that's the case. Uh, all I know is that when they when they swept um, the Kings, yes, I think it was when they uh, when they left for L.A. They had a send off for them, <laughs> and they showed a video that somebody uh, from the um, uh, Knights got in the car and and they they showed them leaving, and it was like a presidential parade. <laughs> that's it great. Was, I mean, kids out of school. Um, moms, you know, soccer moms, you know, waving everybody in gear. I mean, I guess the Knights are leading the uh, leading the NHL in in uh, merchandise sales. Yeah, and yeah, uh, unbelievable. Yeah, it's um, well. Uh, if we can get remarkable. the uh, North, if we can get the Wild to play there at a better time of year, they didn't get them out there till March. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna have to get out there. It sounds fantastic. Hey, Norm, oh. thanks for your time, sir. I'd love to see you, Patrick. Thanks All right. I'll let you know if we're showing up. Appreciate All it right. very much. All right. The great Norm Clark. Uh, left sports writing. He was in the Denver. He was a notes columnist at the Denver 
Rocky Mountain News in Denver. Mm-hmm. Went to Vegas. Yep. They made him the nightlife editor. He was there for, he's done it, he did it for 20 years. And he hasn't left. That was a, that was a upgrade <laughs> duties, you know. Now, he would, he had every casino in town calling him and saying, this guy ate dinner at this place. Mm-hmm. But he was constant 24 hours a day. But, uh, but that was a good job rather than writing about the Rockies or something. You know, writing about Vegas, baby. Oh, would have killed me, but it uh, would have been great. We'll be back. Quiet, please. We'll be on the air. And now, this day in history. On this day in history, May 3rd, 1933, the great James Brown was born. And, uh, of course, uh, the godfather of soul, Mr. Dynamite, and his favorite nickname, the Sex Machine, uh, was another one. And the, the minister of the new, new, super heavy funk was a, he also called himself that when he was introduced. Now, it's interesting because I was going a completely different route for today's, uh, um, this day in history. Because on this day in history, Nicola Machiavelli was born in 1469. And of course, he was the guy who came up with the ma- in the in the novel The Prince came up with the uh, theory that you would do anything to get elected. Basically, okay. you would you would insult any group. And uh, I found some Donald Trump uh, rhetoric about uh, keeping all, all Muslims out of the country when mm-hmm. he did that, mm-hmm. and uh, I thought that would be pretty good because hey, Machiave- Machiavelli has to be Donald's hero, but. Then I ran across James Brown, and you got Yeah, if it's in this day in history... You always got to go with you James. You got to go with me, too. You got your choice between James Brown and Machiavelli. You got to go with James Brown. That's right? right. The great James Brown. When did he leave this veil of tears? I... Whoa. Not too long no, ago. No, it right? wasn't, because I remember being on the air when in this building. He died on he... Christmas Day, 2006. Yeah. Man, he didn't make it there. Well, James Brown. This day in history.